The content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. Going higher, everyone. Welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell. We are broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Jerry. Burn. <laughs> How you doing? I'm I right. am burn. I'm burning up today. I'm on fire. <laughs> a hunk, a hunk of burn and love. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I love being on the air with you, Jerry. I do. It's so great. What an honor and a pleasure it is uh, every day to do what we do. And we've got a fantastic show for you today at the half. We've got Monica Corrado. She's back. We're going to be talking about what foods are included in the GAPS diet. Uh, and first up, though, we have Dr. Johnny Bowden. Dr. Johnny, are you there? I am. Great to have you with us as well. I'm so excited. You always bring a lot of energy to the table well, <laughs> or to you. the studio. But uh, I you know, to, I have to match. I have to match the energy of you guys. Well, you know, it's fun. You get an adrenaline rush when you go live. That's one of the things that's so addicting about live radio, and I love it. And yeah. I love you've been on the show with us for years, Doctor Johnny. And for those I have. that maybe, I have. yeah, you have for a very long time. And Jill Lane is the one that introduced me to you. You've heard the yeah. story a million times. How she said, although you have, uh, you have. Uh, uh, said that you did not have a cape on. She swore the first time she met you, you were dressed all in black and you had a cape on like Batman. <laughs> I think she made that up, but that's very sweet. <laughs> or maybe like the Phantom of the Opera? I don't yeah. know. Well, at least I you... Think more you... like Batman. I think more like Batman. Yeah. I think is, is, uh, yeah, I think that's the icon I'd be going for. Oh, my gosh. Well, she said you were a rock star, star, and I have to agree. But let me uh, read your bio because it's quite impressive. It is Johnny Bowden is a Ph.D. in holistic nutrition. He has a master's degree in psychology. He is also a board-certified nutrition specialist, nationally known expert on weight loss, and serves on the editorial advisory board, Ametrius for Men's Health Magazine. Dr. Johnny is also a columnist for Clean Eating, Better Nutrition, and Whole Foods Magazine. He is also the best-selling author of 15 books, including the 150 Healthiest Foods on Earth, Living Low Carb, and The Great Cholesterol Myth. Dr. Johnny is a consultant for the Syngenics Medical Institute and the creator of The Metabolic Factor. You can follow him on Twitter at Johnny Bowden or become a fan on Facebook at Dr. Johnny Bowden or go to his website, johnnybowden.com, and it's spelled J-O-N-N-Y-B-O-W-D-E-N. All right, so we're talking about what did... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I've had a lot of practice. I think I have my ten thousand hours in now, but even then, yeah, you know, I still I slip so, up. Right? Oh my Just gosh! On me alone, you've got ten thousand hours. I know. <laughs> she does that intro in her sleep. <laughs> oh my gosh! I do a lot of things. You know, I do go over the show in my sleep. Uh, isn't that funny? I think most people uh, go over their day in their sleep, don't they? If they had uh, an exciting day or a troubling day, do you do? Do you guys do that? The writers well, of my dreams you. always have new and interesting things to present me when I go to sleep. When you go to sleep? That's what? well put. Well put. That's very <laughs> well put. I can tell you, Bernadette, when I, when I had my own radio show in the early days of SiriusXM, before it was SiriusXM, there were a number of different incarnations of satellite radio, and I had a, a, a show on uh, called Your Body, Your Health, and Your Life, and 
the show was two hours a day, and I would say I spent the other 22 hours a day preparing for it. Oh, yeah. So I yeah. totally know what you mean. I mean, yeah, they think, oh, you just walk into the Mm-mm. station and you do an hour. I mean, the, the preparation, the questions for the guests, the yep. background you'd have to know, and then a guest wouldn't show up, and you'd have to have material that you could improv on for a half an hour. You needed to right. know the news. I yep. mean, people yep. don't realize it's a big preparation that goes into this. And I'm yeah. sure other people do the same thing with their jobs. But I know from personal experience what it's like to prepare for a radio show. And yeah. it is a lot of work. It is. And I appreciate you uh, talking about it because it really is. Um, and even today, what we're talking about, a lot of preparation, both for myself and you. I mean, you've studied this for years. And that's why, you know, you wrote the book, The Great Cholesterol Myth, uh, uh, along with Dr. Stephen Sinatra. God bless his soul. He passed away, what, almost a year ago now, right? It is about a year ago. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but we've got a great uh, topic today talking about what what did we get wrong about cholesterol? So, Dr. Johnny, so what did we get wrong about cholesterol? A lot. <laughs> exactly. uh, a lot. I mean, it's almost one of those things like you go, where do I even start to unpack the misconceptions we have about this relatively harmless and incredibly important molecule in our bodies that we keep uh, focusing all of our heart disease prevention capital on. And, and to me, that is a, uh, a spending our capital in the wrong, wrong direction. So let's, let's clear up a couple of things. First of all, cholesterol doesn't travel in the blood by itself. It can't. It's, it's water phobic. So it's sort of like imagining oil and water. They, they simply don't mix. So cholesterol mm-hmm. has to be contained in a container. The container is called the lipoprotein. That's the L in HDL and LDL, right? High-density right. lipoprotein, low-density lipoprotein. It's the same cholesterol. One isn't good and one isn't bad. The lipoproteins are different. And where we made our biggest mistake is concentrating on the cholesterol instead of the lipoproteins. Now, this may make people's eyes glaze over, but think about it. No, if fascinating. You were a, if, what? He said it's fascinating. <laughs> oh, okay. if you were a bouncer in a club and you were trying to make sure that there were no fights and there were no arguments breaking out and everything was, you know, secure, what would you care most about? What the clothes the people are wearing or how many people there are in the bar? Mm. If you're managing a marina and you don't want boat accidents to happen, what do you care about? How many towels are in the washroom of each yacht or how many (laughs) yachts are in the water? Right. Cholesterol is the cargo. The lipoprotein is the boat. Mm -hmm. And it is the lipoproteins that get damaged, the lipoproteins that cause plaque, the lipoproteins that cause problems when they do cause problems, not the cholesterol that's contained in them. Now, why does this matter? Because we now have tests to measure how many lipoproteins are in the bloodstream. And guess what? When the number's really high, you're in risk. And it doesn't mean a damn thing how much cholesterol is in those mm. lipoproteins. What matters is how many of them are they there. And they don't because do this. When there, when there are very high numbers of them, they are more likely, just like the, the people in a nightclub, you have, if you have a, a nightclub packed to capacity or beyond capacity, even if they're the nicest people in the world, there is a greater chance somebody's going to step on somebody else's toe. 
somebody's going to spill a drink, somebody's going to feel they got insulted, and you have a bigger chance of an accident or a fight when there's lots of people. You have a bigger chance of heart disease when there's lots of lipoproteins, but we're still measuring the damn cholesterol right. that's found in the lipoproteins instead of measuring, which we have tests to look at. Yeah, why do you we think it's... Tests to, I know why it is, because insurance doesn't pay for it. Yeah, and because we have a $31 billion a year industry in prescribing uh-huh. statin drugs based on this antiquated way of yeah. measuring blood lipids. Mm-hmm. He and is on fire to today. He is. Well, it's all true. It's true. And But you're never going to hear this on mainstream media. You and I talked about that, Dr. Johnny, yesterday. We talked about how you don't hear stuff like this because it's it's not conducive to their advertisers, right? It's, it's, it's not, not knowledge they, yeah, <laughs> they don't want to get out. It's a hundred percent true, and the irony with statin drugs, which we didn't even get into yet, is that not only are they being overprescribed because we're using a ridiculously old-fashioned test, but they're also being underprescribed. There are people whose whose good and bad, and I'm putting that in the air quotes, cholesterol is perfectly fine, but when you actually look at the number of lipoproteins, they're in deep trouble. And they would actually benefit from being treated, but we're not treating them because we're using like the, the 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 cholesterol test equivalent of a cosmopolitan horoscope. Mm, I mean, it wow. would be like trying to like plan your future based on a, two lines of a horoscope in cosmopolitan. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even put. And you know, astrology, I, it's not my particular thing, but I know that people who do it. They, they chart out things with your birth time and where the moons are. It's not just as simple as, oh, you're a Sagittarius. It's much more complicated. And the same thing is true with cholesterol. We now know that there are 13 different types of lipoproteins. There's, there's LDL-A and LDL-B and, LDL-2 and HDL-2 and 2A and 2B. These things are not even being looked at. They're just mm. looking at good and bad, which is like trying to do a health analysis based on short or tall. Yeah, I love this information, and I love talking about this each time you're on the show. We're going to go to break. You're listening to Dr. Johnny Bowden. Uh, Stay tuned. Uh, We'll be right back. You're listening to One Life Radio. If you miss the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at OneLifeRadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, Barricade. In today's environment, books provide the most reliable means for disseminating knowledge. Children's Health Defense Publishing offers titles written by foremost authorities and courageous voices who speak the truth despite criticism and consequences, often at the expense of their careers. Here are the latest must-reads in the fight for truth. The courage to face COVID-19, preventing hospitalization and death while battling the biopharmaceutical complex by true crime writer John Leake and prominent research cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough. Lies My Government Told Me and The Better Future Coming by Dr. Robert Malone. And Cause Unknown, The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022 by former BlackRock fund manager Ed Dowd. Get your copies today at skyhorsepublishing.com and listen to the show every Monday with Mary Holland, president of Children's Health Defense for updates and deep dives into these new releases. That's skyhorsepublishing.com. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. 
I can hear the music, everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell and Dr. Johnny Bowden. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. If you're just now joining us, Dr. Johnny Bowden is a Ph.D. in holistic nutrition and has a master's degree in psychology. He is also a board-certified nutrition specialist, a nationally known expert on weight loss, and serves on the editorial advisory board, Ametrius for Men's Health Magazine. Dr. Johnny is also a columnist for Clean Eating, Better Nutrition, and Whole Foods magazines. He is also the best-selling author of 15 books, including the 150 Healthiest Foods on Earth, Living Low Carb, and The Great Cholesterol Myth. Dr. Johnny is a consultant for the Syngenics Medical Institute and the creator of The Metabolic Factor. You can follow him on Twitter at Johnny Bowden or become a fan on Facebook at Dr. Johnny Bowden, and that's J-O-N-N-Y-B-O-W-D-E-N. Okay, we're talking about what did we get wrong about cholesterol. You were on fire right before the break and so uh, yeah because what the messaging is so important and it is absolutely infuriating as you said you know the knowledge that we have about cholesterol and cholesterol medicines is absolutely antiquated and yet we still continue with this uh, you know just this system if you will that is just it, it needs revamped and so it's very frustrating I know especially for you to talk about it and really see no change out there in the medical world or, or a better understanding of among, you know, the people that need to really understand what truly affects their heart health and how to best protect it and get di- the proper diagnostic diagnostic treatment for it, right? Which you said yeah. was, was the lipoprotein uh, test, which insurance doesn't pay for. Anything else you want people to know about that specific um, testing, uh, Dr. Well, Johnny? Yes. I, I, I think, Bernadette, we've seen sort of the same thing with organic food, like People are now beginning to actually ask at the grocery store, where did this food come from? Mm -hmm. Uh, In in Europe, they actually have something where they do the checkout. And by scanning the code, you can actually see the origin on the farm, you know, where it was raised, all of that stuff. If it's an animal product. Um, I think that we need, as, as people, we need to speak back up to our doctors and insist on the modern cholesterol test. Mm-hmm. That's probably the only way it's going to change, if enough people actually go in there and demand it. Um, the doctors are not completely at fault, because when they order these tests, I've talked to enough of them to find out, why are you not ordering this test? Because they will, Blue Cross or Blue Shield will come to them and say, oh, Dr. Jones, I see you're ordering a lot of tests that aren't covered. We're going to have to audit your records. And mm-hmm. if they lose Blue Cross or Blue Shield, they're screwed. You're done. Yep. So it's not just the doctors that are oh, no. staying up on the research. It's also the insurance companies that are just talking oh, health care in this country. What a racket, right? As my dad would say, what a frigging racket. <laughs> It is. You know, it is such a racket. I mean, all of it. And the insurance companies, they know what they're doing. I mean, and, and, you know, that's just one little segment of the medical uh, field, right? Or one little test. I mean, the the, uh, mammogram has been antiquated as well for like 15 years, but they won't pay for the thermography. And so we continue to do these tests that really um, can give false positives and all kinds of things, but but the insurance company won't pay for it. And so you really have to do... Uh, take your health into your own hands, don't you, Dr. Johnny? You, you do, but I want to—I just want to make a, 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 a touch a conciliatory tone a little bit. You can't 
completely blame. Well, you can mostly blame the insurance companies, but you have to understand drug companies have no morals. They will take medicines that have marginal, if any, improvement over the generic form and run tests to show that they are the latest mm -hmm. thing and then market them to death. And the insurance companies, half the time, they're going, if we pay for every single new drug that these companies come out with that aren't mm -hmm. any better than the old ones, we would go bankrupt. Yeah, so now that I part is true. It, it, yeah. It's kind of a, it, it, it's a, it's a terrible system that we have. It the is. drug companies continue to put out garbage new drugs. Now, sometimes they're fantastic. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're life-saving. Look, I had hepatitis C. I mm -hmm. had it for 25 years. I don't have it anymore because they came up with a miracle drug that in eight weeks would clear the virus once and for all completely. And mm -hmm. we never had that. Of course they make great drugs, but half the things they make are no better than the generics. And they yeah. market them to death. And one of the reasons insurance companies are defensive is like, if we pay for every one of these pieces of crap, we go bankrupt. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that uh, drug that you're talking about, um, my, I know someone uh, personally who got that drug and was uh, uh, the vi it, it uh, just got the, I, I hate the, I'm very apprehensive to use the word cured on the air or healed. Well, <laughs> and it so, is actually but, a cure. That one is actually a cure. It, really, it removes yeah. the virus, any yeah. trace of it. I've had many different liver panels done since then. There is no trace of the virus, and I don't seem to have any side. All I'm saying is, look, they've come out with some good things, the polio yeah. vaccine, antibiotics, but, but we can't slavishly think that every drug that these companies mm -hmm. come out with is, yeah. is a panacea and is going to change everything. You and I, I'm sure, in the next year, we'll have quite a few discussions about Ozempic, which yeah. is now considered to be the, probably the, going to be the most profitable medicine in American history. Mm -hmm. And right now, it's still in its infancy, and there are a lot of insurance companies won't even pay for it. But it is an, it, they're using it for obesity. They're putting it all over the social media influencers Everyone's talking about it through all these TikToks. You will see eventually that that will be one of the biggest drug stories of the 21st century, mm -hmm. and we will be talking about it. But I don't believe in Ozempic. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, and maybe the insurance company is going, why should we pay $1,800 a month for this injection that you have to be on for the rest of your life mm -hmm. when it hasn't even been tested on children? They want to give it to 13-year-olds. Right. There's so much to know out there. I mean, I was going down a rabbit hole this morning, and I respectfully have to um, disagree with you on the polio vaccine. A lot of people don't know this. If, uh, if you read the book, The Moth and the Iron Long by Forrest McGrady, it is very well documented going back to the 17th century or the 18th century that polio was eradicated long before uh, the uh, vaccine was um, available na nationwide and that it was uh, actually caused and it was a book Silent Spring it was the poisoning of DDT which caused um, poliomyelitis it's a very interesting if you read the history on it and then you scratch your head and go wow how do we get where we are now you know um, and so there's there's always lots of information the point I'm trying to make is there's always a lot to know and not all of it gets out on mainstream media it just doesn't so let's focus yeah. back on what we did get we what what did we get wrong about cholesterol so dr johnny what about saturated fat what's the breakdown saturated fat is the other is the other thing that we have demonized incorrectly and on this one there actually is 10 years of very very strong robust research showing that saturated fat has no causal relationship with heart attacks. And I can, I, I, I always point to, it started greatly in 2010 with a, with a meta-analysis that involved, I think, over 347,000 
patients that were looked at at different studies, and they traced people who ate more saturated fat and tried to look at the endpoints. Uh, did they have more heart disease? Did they have more heart, uh, heart attacks? Did they have more cardiovascular disease? And the answer every single time was no. And that study has been, or a study like that has been done at least five times. One of them was in the Annals of Internal Medicine. One was in the British Medical Journal. We, saturated fat does not clog your arteries. It does not cause heart disease, period. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. And it's, oh my gosh, but you know, we've been, we've been led to believe that saturated fat has, um, has, it's been demonized, right? Yeah. So there is really no reason to avoid saturated fat in the diet, particularly in a diet that's low in sugar, because saturated fat be- behaves somewhat differently in the body when you're not, you know, consuming massive amounts of sugar and starch. Mm-hmm. And how many people do that? And sugar that, that leads to inflammation, right? And, and your whole body. Uh, and One breaks... of the most inflammatory compounds in the body, that and vegetable oil. Yeah. Well, Living Low Carb, your book that you wrote, is, is, is about the, that part of it too, right? Living Low Carb, that includes, we've talked about this before on the air, how damaging alcohol is, <clears throat> excuse me, to your system. And that's a, that is a carbohydrate. And it's full of sugar. It turns into sugar in your body, right? It can do so much damage. It can do a lot of damage. We are we are still suffering from the massive amounts of money that the alcoholic beverage industry paid to lobby to get the idea that oh, just a couple of alcohol is heart healthy and you know the Mediterranean diet, red wine. Now there's some tiny little bit of truth to that, mm-hmm. but it is so minor compared to the fact that you can get every single one of those benefits from food, from supplements. You don't need alcohol to get those things. And alcohol is a poison for the brain and for the liver. Mm -hmm. It just is. Yeah, it is. What are some other things that contribute to heart disease, uh, Dr. Johnny? Well, stress. We we cannot overestimate how important stress is. Stress actually, here's a little tidbit of information from Dr. Sinatra. He would love it if I shared this with him. Stress can even change your cholesterol levels. Oh, wow. Steve was once about to do surgery when he was in residency, and he hadn't eaten all day. And he was on the way to his operating room. He had all these access to all these kind of tests all day long at the hospital where he was on staff. And he decided just for fun he'll do a quick cholesterol test. His cholesterol, this is at the time when we didn't know about the modern test. They were still measuring good and bad and all that stuff. And he uh, stopped for a cholesterol test, and it was off the, it was off the charts high. And he had never had that before. He was wow. stressed out from the surgery that he had, that, and from not eating. It went back to normal the next day. So stress can impact everything. Mm-hmm. Inflammation, uh, the, the old-fashioned cholesterol measurements, all kinds of things. Cortisol uh, measurements in the body. Stress is a very big contributor to heart disease. Yeah, I was Wow. And, I know about the we, stress thing, but I didn't know it could, it could happen that fast. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And, and, well, and in fact, they even tell you if you if you're we're going down a, a rabbit hole here, but there's a hormone in the body, the main stress hormone is called cortisol, and there's a lot of talk on how do we get our cortisol measured most accurately? You can do blood, you can do urine, you can do saliva. Well, here's the problem with blood: when you get needle, your cortisol goes up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's instantaneous. Yeah, so I was. The, the blood ones are kind of a little bit suspect because, you know, you just had something that was stress-producing. Yeah. 
I was reading that long-term stress uh, with the cortisol levels being so high can actually affect your um, IQ and your brain function and a lot of things that people don't think of. They think mainly of like, oh, I'm going to have a heart attack from all the stress. It shrinks your brain. (laughs) The one in your head. Probably the other one too. But, uh, (laughs) right? Wait a minute. To be be more specific about that because you're absolutely right, it actually shrinks a portion of the brain called the hippocampus. Yes. Which is directly related to thinking and memory. So mm-hmm. that's the actual data yeah. that the data shows. Yeah, see how smart you are. I love being on the air with you. I really do. We've got a couple oh, more minutes, well, we got like another minute or two. So let me ask you this, Dr. Johnny. Why is insulin resistance so important? Oh, that we should spend another, uh, I'll give you the, I'll, I'll tease it. But I, okay. it's too important to try to fit into an hour, into a minute. But insulin resistance, which is also, which is the technical name for pre-diabetes, affects 88% of Americans. And, and I recently heard data, I haven't confirmed it yet, that that number's gone up to 93% of Americans. Wow. So that's the number of people who are affected by it. Now, what we show in the great cholesterol myth in the book, in the recent edition, the one that just came out, the, the revised one, where we went back and looked at all this research, is that insulin resistance, which can be easily measured if your doctor even knew what it was, can be easily measured. It shows up 10 years before heart disease does. It is one of the best predictors of heart disease. It's also one of the best predictors of comorbidities for COVID. So it's a very, very important thing, and it can be treated. It can be reversed. It can be prevented with diet, with fasting, with lifestyle. We talk about this in the book. Um, Insulin resistance is probably the biggest metabolic plague of the 21st century. Wow. Well, next time you're on, that's what we'll talk about. We'll focus on insulin resistance. All right. All right. All right. All right. You take care. Have a good day. Are you playing tennis after the the show today? I'm on my way right You're on your way. All right. I wish I was there. I love tennis. I haven't played in years, but you have a great time, Dr. Johnny, and thank you for joining on the air with us today. Always a Anytime. pleasure. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. All right. Talk to you next time. Everyone, I encourage you to go to Dr. Johnny's website at johnnybowden.com. That's J-O-N-N-Y Bowden.com. Or uh, check him out on Facebook at Dr. Johnny Bowden or follow him on Twitter at Johnny Bowden. We'll be right back. We've got Monica, Monica Corrado coming up. What foods are included in the GAPS diet? Stay tuned, everyone. You're listening to One Life Radio. Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. Hey everyone, I have to share a story about how amazing Terraflora Advanced Care is for gut health. So my friend Liz contracted a debilitating intestinal bacterial infection about a month ago. Her doctor told her she could have died if left untreated. He prescribed a strong antibiotic that treated her infection, but unfortunately left her with terrible stomach bloating along with other intestinal issues. I recommended that she take Terraflora Advanced Care to help her replenish the good gut bacteria lost by taking the antibiotic. Liz said she could tell the difference in her gut immediately after taking the advanced care. Her stomach bloating went away and she could feel her gut working the way it's supposed to. She says Terraflora Advanced Care has been a game changer and she won't go without it. I hear stories like this all the time about Terraflora Advanced Care and all the Terraflora probiotics. I have been taking them for years myself, and I encourage everyone to visit Enviromedica.com to see their full line of probiotics and find the one that's right for you. That's Enviromedica.com. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at OneLifeRadio.com. Contagiously positive. One Life Radio is back. All right, 
everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Biaschetti with Jerry Caldwell. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We have Monica Corrado back with us. She is also known as the GAPS Chef. Uh, she is a certified nutrition coach, a certified GAPS practitioner, and the founder of Simply Being Well, LLC, a.k.a. known as the GAPS Chef. She is a teaching chef, speaker, author, and consultant who has spent the last 20 years illuminating the connection between real food and vibrant health and the last 14 years focusing on the gut-brain connection. She has been a member of the honorary board of the Weston A. Price Foundation since its inception. Monica's latest book is the second edition of the complete cookbook uh, or cooking techniques for the GAPS diet used by Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride, the creator of the GAPS diet to train certified GAPS practitioners and certified GAPS uh, coaches. Their website or her website is simplybeingwell.com. That's simplybeingwell.com or on Facebook, Ask the GAPS Chef or on Instagram at MC Simply Wellbeing. That's MC Simply Wellbeing. An honor and pleasure to have you back, Monica Corrado. How are you doing today? Welcome hey. back. <laughs> Great. Yeah. It's Great. just a quick thing. It's at MC Simply Being Well. Okay, at MC Simply Being Well. I'm not even sure yep, what I said. Yep. That's okay. Everybody, people reverses all the time. I just wanted to make sure people knew. Hello, oh. how are you? I'm good. I'm good. And it's great to be back on the air with you today. I love your energy that you always bring to the show. And, you know, uh, last time you were on, we had so much fun. And a couple of people that listened to the show said they really enjoyed uh, your segment in particular. So great to have you back. And so, you know, today our topic is what foods are included in the GAPS diet. So, but before we do, before we get into the uh, meat of this, no pun intended, can you remind uh-huh. our listeners what the GAPS diet is? Yes, sure. So, uh, first of all, the GAPS diet is what we call a therapeutic diet. So, it's a healing diet. I know I'm not a medical doctor, but it is a healing doc, uh, healing diet. GAPS stands for gut and psychology syndrome. It also stands for gut and physiology syndrome. And uh, basically, it is a diet that helps to heal uh, the symptoms that are caused when there is um, uh, there's leaky gut, which is causing um, both uh, brain function disorders and all sorts of other uh, symptoms in the body. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty. Diet has evolved into this gut and physiology syndrome because there's so many things that can be healed with this particular way of eating, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's so funny, and I always, when I look at this book, and I remember when I, and I told the story the last time you were on, when the first time I picked up this book, I was fascinated by the natural, yes. it, you know, it's called Gab's Gut and Psychology Syndrome, as you said, natural treatment for uh, dyspraxia, autism, ADD, dyslexia, ADHD, depression, and schizophrenia. I was like, what? You know, but she was really the first one talking about the gut um, and, and brain, or just the gut connection to our overall health and well-being, Right. Well, yeah. I mean, um, also the SCD diet, which GAPS is uh, based on, which is the specific carbohydrate diet, um, started there. So she started with that. But in terms of she's one of the earliest, I like to call it the original Your Leaky Gut Diet. Right. There's a she's... lot of stuff out there that's spun off since Dr. Natasha wrote this. Right. But yeah, I like to call it the original because it's the first one really that came out 
first thing that came out as a protocol, as a way to eat and not eat, right, that would yeah. actually heal these things. Crazy. Well, and I think, yeah, and I think she really was just the pioneer, right, of of, of yeah. the power of the gut and how it's really running running things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's running the show. It's running the, the show. Running the show. Yep, yep. I know yep. it runs it's my even show. Running your hormones. <laughs> it runs your show. <laughs> when it's time to eat, That's it's good. time to eat. That's right. There you well, go. There you oh my go. gosh. Well, you know, uh, uh, Monica, who is a good candidate for the Gaps diet? Everyone. Okay. That did was I just easy. say that? Yeah. Okay. So I everyone. did. Well, here's why. Well, here's why. I mean, when GAPS first came out, yeah, it was all about let's look at these brain function disorders, right? Let's look at people with schizophrenia, autism, ADD, all the things you mentioned that are on the cover of the yellow book. Um, and what Dr. Natasha and her practitioners, so certified GAPS practitioners, people who train with her, have found is that there are so, there's, I'll say it differently. There's nothing that cannot be helped by doing the GAPS diet. Mm -hmm. There's no symptom that cannot be helped. And so gut and physiology came out in 2022. Um, and uh, on the cover of that book is allergies, autoimmune illness, arthritis, fatigue. Who doesn't have fatigue? Um, mm. Gut problems, Hello. hormone issues, and neurological diseases. But there's yeah, so who's a good candidate? Anyone in the entire world at this time? Yeah. Anyone that was born after 1960, I would say, needs mm. the GAPS diet. Wow. Well, so, okay, so what are the main components of the GAPS diet, Monica, for those that aren't aware or don't know sure. anything about it? Yep. So um, there are a couple different things. Last time we talked about the four pillars. So I'm just going to go through that really quickly because that's what sums up GAPS. One, we stop injuring the, uh, the gut lining by not eating certain things. Two, we starve pathogenic bacteria and other microbes by, by not eating certain foods, specifically sugar uh, and carbs. Uh, three, we heal and seal with meat stock. And we add in heat, healing foods, and then we rebuild or rebuild a robust gut flora with fermented foods and cultured dairy. So mm. those are the main components are you take certain foods out that can be injurious and then mostly like just think processed food, right? Mm. Like all that right. CRAP that they're calling food, which really isn't. Mm -hmm. um, so we take foods out that injure and, and continue the problem, if you will. We put in foods that heal and seal and also foods that rebuild a robust gut flora. Yeah. So that's really gaps. And then there's a, that's the nutritional protocol. And then there's an entire detoxification protocol that runs along the side of uh, the nutritional protocol, which maybe we want to talk about at some point. Not right mm -hmm. now, but there is yeah. a whole detox protocol because as you begin to starve the pathogens that are so having a great time with your pizza, bagels, um, you know, whatever you're eating, sugar, candy bars, uh, cupcakes, et cetera, you know, et cetera, et cetera, as they die off, which they will, which we want them to do, we need to support the detox pathways to help the body get rid of all the toxins that they're releasing into the bloodstream, into the brain, et cetera. Yeah. So, so to summarize, so yeah. a, GAPS, a GAPS patient has to avoid like all grains, right? <laughs> yes which is very difficult for a lot of people. Uh, I'm reading this from the book. All starchy vegetables and anything made sure. out of them. <laughs> right? Yes. Go. Okay. Yes. Okay. And then sugar or anything that contains it. 
Uh, starchy, yes. starchy beans and peas. So uh, soybeans, even garbanzo beans. Yes, there are certain. Uh, we we need to look to why uh, certain beans, like people say, how come no garbanzos, but we can have white navy beans? Well, because it's all about the length of the uh, carbohydrate mar- molecule. Mm. And so, um, yeah, so it's, we can, people that have injured guts can digest monosaccharides. They don't do well with polysaccharides. So there are some beans on GAPS if you're on the full GAPS diet not the intro, which we talked about a little bit. Um, lentils are fine. All lentils. Yay. A white navy beans are fine. Harico beans, which is another name for them across the pond. Um, uh, lima beans are fine. So there are, you know, a handful, if you will, of beans that are fine because mm-hmm. of their molecular structure. Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you mention lentils yet? I did. You did. Okay. So lentils are fine. Yep. Lentils okay. are fine. Lentils are fine. Green, okay. black, brown, whatever. Lentils. Okay. And you said that um, the f- one of the four pillars Can I is. Say ju- one thing though. Sure. Of Can course. I say one thing about that. So one of the things that people have a lot of problems with uh, all over the globe uh, with beans and lentils, right? Legumes and beans is that um, they're full of anti nutrients, including things like phytic acid and lectins, etc. So they must be prepared in a way that the body can use them, which means yes. soaked or sprouted mm-hmm. or fermented. And so mm-hmm. I go, Dr. Natasha goes through all of that in her yellow book and her blue book. I go through that in my book. But I just wanted to say with that caveat, you can't go buy a can of beans and eat them on the GAPS diet because yeah, right. yeah, it won't work. Yeah, okay. and sprouting uh, beans is just, it makes them so, um, sprouting anything really that sprout a ball is such a, a healthier yeah. way to eat it, right? Even little broccoli greens to like throw them into a smoothie, yeah. right? Stuff like that. Oh my gosh. Sprouts and, are very good because you've moved from the seed, which is the part that has all those things that doesn't want to be digested, that makes it hard for mm-hmm. our system, to a plant. Yeah. So now it's a sprout. Yeah, go for it. Yes, yeah, sprouting yeah. is a great thing to do. So much yep. to know. I can't wait to. Uh, uh, we've got 15 minutes more to go, but I can't. I'm, I'm already okay, jumping go. to the next show, but we're going to go okay. for a quick. You put the good food in. You take the good food out. Yeah. You put yeah. the good food no, in. You put the good food in. And you shake you it take all the about. Bad food out. What did you do over there? Yeah. Oh, good food in, bad gosh. food out. Is that what out. I said? I don't you know. Said good food in, good food out. We got to do good food in, bad food out. Bad food out. Wow. Wait for there me to ruin go. a bit. All right. Okay. That's well, you know what? We're going to go for a break right now, and we'll be right back. More coming up with Monica Corrado, you guys. Stay tuned. She's also known as the Gaps Chef. We will be right back. You're listening to One Life Radio. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com. Crazy Waters benefits have a history that runs deep. The legend is that in 1881, a woman who suffered from dementia would sit by the well and drink the mineral water all day long. People began to notice that the woman was not so crazy anymore. Had the well gotten rid of her crazies? The well became known as the Crazy Well and people from all over flocked to this magical place. Back in 1904, the famous mineral water company began bottling and distributing its mineral water. The benefits of these minerals all feed your body and mind what it craves. It's a natural sports drink without all the disruptive artificial flavors and sugars. You can find Crazy Water by visiting their website, drinkcrazywater.com. That's drinkcrazywater.com. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. Everybody get ready to jump around. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> the easiest dance ever. Uh, oh, it is. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Let's 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 do this. Not jump around, but get to the content. <laughs> I wish we had time to dance, but not right now. <laughs> Everyone, uh, welcome back to One Life Radio. I'm just kidding, Jerry, kind of, sort of. But, yeah, we've got just a couple minutes. So much to cover here. But uh, it's great to be here with Monica Corrado. If you're just now joining us, uh, this is Bernadette along with Jerry Caldwell. Uh, Caldwell, and we are broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas, on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We have a lot to get to. We're talking about what foods are included in the GAPS diet. And so we talked uh, about what the GAP, what are the main components of the GAPS diet. Um, and so let me ask you this. What does the grocery list look like for someone starting the GAPS diet, Monica? That is a great question. <laughs> uh, the reason is that we don't, well, we, you know, we talked last time about the Cadillac and then the broken down Volkswagen bus and things in between, right? Uh-huh, like the uh-huh. scale of good, better, best. So uh, Dr. Natasha herself will say over and over again that you cannot find any food at the grocery store. So what do we do on GAPS? Mm-hmm. Again, yes, we want to make this accessible to people, and so some people will be starting at the grocery store. Got to make some but friends with farmers. <laughs> making a fr- That's exactly right. Make friends yep. with farmers. Go to farmers markets. Find your local Weston A. Price chapter that can get you uh, connected with uh, lo- you know, local food resources. Find your own uh, raw milk dairy in your state. Oh. I'm glad you said so, that. I have to I have to do a shout out because the Weston A. Price uh, has a DFW farm tour coming up. Uh, the foundation is inviting members to, in the DFW Metroplex to a joint farm tour with another local WAPF. That's a Weston A. Price Foundation chapter. Uh, the first Dallas chapter event of 2023 is a farm tour of Circle and Dairy on Saturday, March 18th at 10 a.m. Visit the WestonAPrice.org website to, to uh, become a member and check out all the information, it's uh, it's in Gainesville, Texas, which is a nice little Woo-hoo. town. Actually, I have a friend that just moved there. They have some wineries up there as well. Um, and so it's, I you know, make a nice little day trip. It's about, I don't know, hour and a half outside or hour and 15 minutes outside of uh, Dallas, uh, the Metroplex area. So check it out. Go to WestonAPrice.org. But to get back to what you were saying, okay, so visit your local yeah. farmer's market. Visit, get to know your local farmers, like Jerry said. Yep. What? So what yep. else? Grow your own food. If you can, yeah, grow your own food. Get a garden. Yep, yep. Start a garden. So yeah, it's all about connecting people back to real food. Gaps has a you know a lot of people can get well and start losing you know dropping symptoms just by cutting out all of the pesticides, herbicides, glyphosate. Let's not even go there in conventional food, even in the food that you buy from the grocery store. So. So I don't want to scare people off and say, you know, you have to do it this way to do gaps. You don't. You can, you know, find things in a grocery store. I work with people all the time to to identify what is possible for people, right? Not to scare them off gaps because they don't know a farmer or they can't, or they live in the middle of, you know, Manhattan or something, right? Like, how do you find real food there? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, uh, but it's important to, Start finding uh, real food for yourself because you will really cut down on the amount of chemicals, the toxins going mm-hmm. into your body. And that's a big, 
big piece of gaps. For it sure. is like the acrylamides, right? Yep. So many people don't yep. like acryl. What? <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. But it's basically Absolutely. it's essential, essentially deep fried foods like p- uh, potato chips, right? Um, yep. Sounds like that, the name yep. of a punk band. <laughs> yeah, that the could be good. That could be good. <laughs> <laughs> but they're so harmful to your health, right? Um, yes, yes. And, and uh, go ahead. In terms of a grocery, but we can go back to like, what are people looking for? Like, what are you eating, right? Like, what are you eating on gaps? You're eating things like, um, you're certainly eating a lot of meat stocks, or you're eating clean meat. It could be clean poultry, clean fish, clean whatever, beef, lamb, et cetera. So you're looking for grass-fed and finished um, uh, beef and uh, meats, meaty bones, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, You're looking for, if you're going to... um, if you're going, you're looking for fermented foods. You can go to the grocery store and buy some organic cabbage and make your own kraut. Right, mm. that's going to be less right, less expensive, and certainly mm. a lot healthier than buying, you know, a jar of something. Mm-hmm. But people can start with jars of something if they need to. Yeah, right? no problem. Make kimchi yeah. at home too. And, yeah, I'll give a yes, shout out for Bubby's. My favorite. <laughs> yes, for sure. Bubby. Bubby's is my brand. Yeah. Hot, hot sauerkraut. Oh man, it's good. Because uh, you know, yeah. time time is an issue too. You know, we only have so many hours Absolutely. in a day to to get yes. everything done, and that includes feeding ourselves. Yes. And so sometimes you can take very healthy shortcuts. I think so. Yeah. In in the grocery well, you store. Must. Yeah, you have well, to. Right, you must because people are busy, and so you know, part of uh, part of what what gas practitioners, what I really like to do, it's one of the things, my favorite things, is to give people shortcuts. How can you do this and still get a good Impact, right? Maximum mm-hmm. impact for uh, for what you're doing, what you're buying, et cetera. So can you, so, uh, Monica, can you walk us through a day of eating on the GAPS diet? What does that look like? What's breakfast look like? Well, again, so this goes back to are you on the full GAPS diet or are you on the intro GAPS diet? So, okay. so if you're on the full, so intro GAPS is, has six stages. It's, it's an elimination diet. It's pretty can be pretty intense for people. I like to suggest that people do that intro diet like over a holiday or over the summer, over a break, so you can allow your body to detoxify because you will. You're going to be tired. You might have a headache, all that stuff. So let's talk about full gaps because I think that's an easy way to get people. uh, They can see how easy it is to access the diet, right? So what do people eat on full gaps? Well, for breakfast, you can have um, eggs any way you want them, bacon that's nitrate-free, sausages. You're going to eat protein, and you're going to eat a lot of good butter, pasture-raised. Um, you could also have yogurt. You could have a smoothie. You could have kefir, right, milk kefir, mm-hmm. um, breakfast. You could have I am all about salad. this so far. <laughs> right, right, right? Okay. So breakfast is, you know, breakfast. Um, lunch could be... Um, uh, meat stock that you make. It could be a, a nice blended soup that you make that you're putting some gorgeous cultured cream in to make get all those um, fat-soluble vitamins to be bioavailable. It also makes it absolutely lusciously, wonderfully delicious. Um, it could be, um, I don't know, lamb chops, uh, chicken salad. I mean, the thing about GAPS, when you're on the full GAPS diet, it's a very, very... Um, broad uh, menu. It's, it's really about what are you not eating. So you're not eating grains, right, mm-hmm. or anything made from them, and you're not eating processed foods, and you're not eating certain beans, right? But you are eating 
meats, poultry, fish, any way you want to cook them. You mm-hmm. are eating, you know, fermented vegetables uh, and fermented tonics like kombucha and kevita and all the whatever mm-hmm. water kefir. That's a brand name for water kefir. Um, you know, you are eating cultured dairy like yogurt and kefir and uh, cultured cream and butter and good fats and so those are all, you're also eating nuts and seeds and so this is gaps is really gaps is like French food without the bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and there's lots. There's a. Sa- I'm looking at some of the recipes in here. Salad with cabbage and apple, and salad with tomatoes yeah. and cucumber. Uh, yeah. Russian salad. As, see, I I don't eat meat. I'll eat a little bit of fish okay. once in a while. So this would be very difficult for me to follow personally. Um, and you know, well, for me, no, I've, you'll just you'll just do less meat. You'll do a more plant gaps. That's all. I'll eat your share. You don't want to eat meat. Okay. Uh, no, you, I don't. You'll eat her share. That's right. <laughs> and you can work with, uh, you could work, I mean, you could do a an incredible uh, GAPS diet, w- making fish stock and having fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm fish looking and at, eggs. I'm actually looking at fish soup right here. <laughs> the there recipe for you fish soup. Fish. Yeah. Um, yeah. One, of the, yeah. one of the things I didn't mention was meat stock. You're going to have meat stock on full GAPS. You're going to have meat stock on intro diet. That's Something that is the same throughout whatever uh, whatever part of gaps you're on. So you know, a stock made from meaty bones. It really is like your grandmother's chicken soup. Uh-huh. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, and um, oh. and there's there's three different stages to the gaps diet. There's so much we're not going to get to today because I'm looking at the clock yep. and the the music's yep. going to start in like one minute. But um, uh, well, let's talk about eating. Continue talking about eating throughout the day. What about sure. dinner? What about sure. dinner, Monica? What do you want? I would, what, what am I having for dinner tonight? If I'm on the gas diet, you could have a roast. You could have a roast. You could have a you could have a roasted chicken. Yes. You could have stew. You could have chili. You could have yes. right. What do you want? I mean, what are you not? What you're not having is you know, pizza from wherever, and uh, you know, or po- you're not having pizza or pasta. Or I'm trying to say that you know, gap full gaps is very very broad in what you can yeah. eat. Damn it, Jim. I can't have pizza. (laughs) Unless you Uh, make it yourself. What if I have cauliflower pizza? What about cauliflower pizza? That you can have. Okay. With some cultured cheese, maybe. Okay. All right. Love your personality, personality, uh, Monica. Great having you on the show. You're funny. And again, I encourage you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You are so welcome. And thank you for jumping on the air with us. I I, uh, encourage everyone to visit WestonAPrice.org to become a member today and uh, check out that uh, DFW farm tour that's coming up on March 18th. All right. You get one body, you get one mind, and you get one life. Uh, I don't know. Have a great day. (laughs) 